0: And welcome to episode five of the Chop and Braves podcast. Hi, I'm here with Palmer Ruth, and I'm Nathan Roger. We are your hosts for today. Today, we'll be covering the projected opening day lineup, and we will also be covering some just recent Braves news, including uh, some pickups and some just spring training games.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, How's your week been, Nathan?
0: It's been pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah,
1: you. Good. I mean, we weren't able to do an episode on Monday because, you know, we should have a busy academic life. And, you know, that still is our number one priority until we can oh, make yeah, this boy. a career. <laughs> um, so starting out, the first move, we're kind of behind on this. But um, Eddie Rosario, back to the Braves, two years, 19, eight, 18. 18 mil, nine AAV, optioned for a third year, same AAV. And I like the move, maybe a bit of an
0: overpay after seeing what Jock got, but I still think he's a better option than Jock. Oh yeah, of um, course. Um, He's a good contact guy, won't strike out as much as Jock, I think. Yeah. A little more of a contact guy, as we saw a lot in the NLCS. A good left-handed bat and a right-handed dominated lineup for the Braves, and I think he'll be yep. a good outfield piece. Yeah, he should be good. He'll be
1: in our lineup day in and day out, presumably.
0: If he can just copy what he did, replicate what he did in the postseason, great pickup, I think.
1: And also, yes, the Dodgers, that was amazing.
0: Of course, yeah. The Braves also signed reliever Kenley Jansen. That was a pick I had did not see coming at all. One I don't year, $60 I don't
1: know if you remember it. In our last episode, I actually said, if the Braves sign Kenley, I'll be over the moon. And all of y'all said, that ain't happening. And guess what? It happened, yep. so
0: nothing better than you know proving people were wrong. It was funny because um, Alex actually said that we have our fifteen million to spend. We spent fifteen, and then another sixteen right on top of that. So I don't know where your fifteen numbers coming from. It, we spent nine, and then another sixteen. No, we spent nine on, Ed, and then it was like yeah. fun. Colin McHugh, and then no, he said that number. He said
1: it after Colin McHugh. He said the um, the. 15. That was after McHugh. Yeah, it was
0: before. We, we, it was right, before. Whatever. We got, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Whatever. Yeah, Braves yeah. Brave signed a lot of good people. Should be promising. Yeah, yeah. Number one bullpen in the league. Number one lineup. You know? We're winning the East. Oh, yeah, right. of course. Um, five straight times.
0: Make it five in a row five pete Ooh. All, all righty. Right. So, do you want to summarize some of the past spring training games real quick? I know you've been watching a lot of them. Or at least all of the Actually, ones that we've televised. Haven't been watching a lot of them. But um,
1: kind of my takeaways recently from the past couple games, pitching's been good. And, you know, all of our regular starters, Freed was electric. Anderson today was really good. Um, They've all been pretty good. And then, you know, for the first, like, five or so games, our, like, young bats were, like, doing really well, like Drew Waters, Lon Grisham, Michael Harris. They were all hitting really well, which I really like to see, you know, because those are the future in our depleted farm system. And but now you know in the past couple games you've seen Riley had a two homer game. The regular guys are clicking, and you know the lineup's scary. The everything's scary. I mean, we're gonna be a good team, of course.
0: Yeah, it was fun to see, especially Austin Riley hitting two bombs. Dansby hitting an absolute <laughs> bomb. How do you let Dansby hit a no doubter off of you? Come on, man. How do you do? That? Dansby won.
1: did that game six of the World Series.
0: Yeah, I mean, it happens every once in a while. but you, you know, <laughs> Once in a blue moon. Exactly. But yeah, so it'll be fun to see what uh, the young guys can do in the future. you think any of the minor league players will get a spot on the roster? Um, I think I'd
1: like to see Strider get a spot either in the rotation or as a long guy out of the bullpen. And then, I mean, obviously you're going to have a combination of, uh, you know, Kyle Wright, who I still consider a minor leaguer, Tuck-Tuck, um Tucker Davidson or even like, you know, a Oscar, you Noah. Know so I definitely think there's gonna be some in the, you know, rotation at those last the four and five spots, but I don't think there'll be one in our lineup.
0: Yeah, like I think right now the top prospect hitting wise is like like what Michael Harris and Drew Waters. And even yeah, though and I, I think Waters got sent
1: go ahead. Waters got sent down today. Mm-hmm. So he's not opening day the and then Harris is twenty. And he needs more time. We don't want to rush him.
0: Yeah, he he's had a very good spring training. Knocks here and there, a couple of doubles. I mean, it'll be good. It'll be fun to see, especially if he can come up and maybe like a two, maybe one and a half, two years, be a great piece next to Ronald yeah. Acuna in the outfield. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I think we're kind of going to go over our opening day like lineups. So I don't know if you mind me going first. Go ahead. So, righty. So mine. So it's opening day, and I know we're facing a righty, Tyler Malley. So we're leading off Eddie Rosario. Start off with a lefty there. Then I think you want to go Ozzy because you don't want to stack up Olsen and um, Eddie back to back as two lefties. So you go Albies, Olsen, Riley. Um, then I think you go Duval Ozuna and then um, Darno Swanson. Right? Did I name her a position? I feel like I'm missing out on someone.
0: one I'm outfielder. Outfielder. Oh, or a DH, depending on which yeah. one. So um, the question is, do you want to slot Ozuna in the left field, or do you want to DH him and put, like, Heredia in the outfield? Wait, what is – um, hold up. You don't want to
1: – I want to see, what is um Alex Diggerson's defensive?
0: Alex Diggerson DH. He DH today.
1: Yeah, but it's spring training. I don't take much away from that. I just want to see what his defensive is. His uh, fielding.
0: He played left field in the game before today. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's I don't really care about that. I'm trying to look about like his outs about average and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a not good outfielder defensively. Now neither is Ozuna, but I think personally, I think we probably put Dickers. I don't know Dickerson and Ozuna as DH or left field is kind of you know, it depends.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, so who do you have on the bump starting
0: Charlie or Max Freed?
1: I think you got to go Freed after how well he did in the postseason. Ante is our future. I know that, you know, Morton's the veteran, and if we were to, you know, he did start like game one in the postseason and everything for us. But, you know, Freed is the face of this
0: rotation. I totally agree. Um, I'll start backwards. Um, I totally agree that we should have Max Freed starting opening day. Charlie Morton also coming off of that leg injury. I mean, I know it's probably not as serious as taking away from starting, but Max Freed had an electric postseason, great pitcher should be a total – definitely going to be a great opening day option for the Braves. Mm-hmm. Uh, my lineup is going to be Eddie leading off. Then I have Ozzy. Like you said, you don't want to put um, yep. Eddie and Olsen right next to each other. Then here's where it gets a little different. I'm going to have Olsen batting third. I've seen a little a few reports that – I mean, even I agree with a little bit. Ozuna batting fourth and then Riley batting fifth. You don't want to put like a bunch of stress on Riley, especially batting fourth. Younger
1: guy. He batted fourth last year and had no problem with it. No stress whatsoever. So
0: I don't know. I mean, I think I, I like him five, like even if maybe right. four or two. Yeah, I okay, think fine. Yeah, I like four, Riley like four. Riley four, Ozuna five, Duval six, Darno seven, Dansby eight, and then Heredia nine. Yeah. I know Heredia is not going to be that the best. Bat, but his defense is solid out there in center field i mean i don't know you could put him in left or right as well but i know they're trying to get adam duvall some center field reps which i think they could do kind of switch him up every now and then one in center one in left we mm-hmm. saw eddie today in right field uh you kind know, of made in ball. air yeah booted a ball but i mean that happens every now and then but
1: so. the only reason why i have diggerson over um heredia is last season you know heredia is a righty and Dickerson is a lefty. And last year when we were facing lefties, we had Heredia in there. and But versus righties, we didn't play him at all. And I just think with that platoon against Tyler Malley, who's starting for the Reds opening day, that's confirmed. I think you want to go with that other lefty in the lineup.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that definitely. Yeah, because our lineup is definitely very much right hand dominant. So a, lefty, yep. a left, lefty bat in there would be really nice to kind of balance it out. Mm-hmm. All right, Bullpen. Who are your 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth guys? Who? I mean, I don't
1: want to say it kind of all depends because I think with how our bullpen set up, you know, Magic could pitch in the 8th or if you were to face against, like, you know, the Phillies, if it was going to be Schwarber, Harper, and, like, Real Muto in the 7th, you'd put him there. So I kind of think it, like, you know, you're going to play matchups, but if I were to say, like, dream, dream, like, order, it'd be Jansen in the ninth. Then either McHugh or Smith in the eighth, right? And then whichever one of those ones isn't going to get used in the eighth, used in the seventh, and then Magic in the sixth. Dang, our bullpen's deep. Holy, I didn't even realize yeah, how good it's it is Oh my god.
0: Do we really That's have insane. McHugh over Magic though?
1: Um. Well, I had I had um Smith and um McHugh for lefty righty. And then, we'll everyone whatever everyone was, that's why I had it.
0: Yeah. As him over. Yeah. yeah so we, we all heard from Alex and Kenley's going to be your closure guy, which is great. Great arm. Don't, yep. can't really complain about that. Will Smith is definitely open to the role being, uh, he's becoming a lesser role really in the more yep. elite, which trying to, he's trying to win a role series ring. Let's do it. So yeah. Um, like you said, McHugh and Will Smith in like of a, matchup up, base position in the eighth inning and then mm-hmm. yeah Matt Sick in the seventh and then do we like Luke Jackson or do we like AJ Minter?
1: Again, or is it lefties or is it righties that we're facing? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what I think of. I know maybe like the way modern analytically, which it really isn't, it's kind of just mm-hmm. an old matchup. But I think it just depends.
0: Got we're going through these lists. I realize how stacked we are. <laughs> Number one bullpen. Yeah, like, God. But it would be really nice to get some more starting pitching, though, I think. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so top five starters, go.
1: All right. Freed, Morton, Anderson. I think those are pretty self-explanatory. Now, do you want me to do what I want it to be or what I think it will be? Let's do both. All right. So what I think it will be will then be Kyle Wright and Waskar Yunoah for the four and five. What I want it to be. Is I honestly want it to be Tucker Davidson because I want to get another lefty in there. And either I want Spencer Strider on the line in the either as the five or as the long reliever. I don't really know what it'll end up being. But I'm, if he's the long reliever, then I probably want Kyle Wright or Waskar. I don't really know. However, they do in spring. Wright, I think, was pretty good in his last outing. Um, and Waskar hasn't really pitched much yet. Actually, no, he pitched. He was fine.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. He's good.
1: But I definitely want Tucker in there as another lefty. Especially, there's a lot of lefty-heavy teams that we're facing. I mean, the two of the best hitters on the Phillies are lefties with Harper and Schwarber, and then you know National Soto, and it's a very good you know division, obviously with a lot of lefties. So I think you go Tucker, and then you know which one wins out yeah. of right or you know, and you yeah, know I what the bullpen
0: yeah would be nasty as well. Uh mm-hmm. And Since our bullpen is so expansive and so deep, you don't you only need your starters to really go five six innings and just pretty much lock down after that. <laughs> I mean, it, it is though. That's how it is. The night shift starts at eight p.m. now. Exactly. So, like you said, Max Free, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, pretty much a given. One two three, great starters, great caliber, be great. And then after that, um, I like Kyle Wright. He was out of Vandy, right? Pretty good pitcher, really good. <laughs> hey, Vandy's got a lot of talent. Hey, their Ooh. new logo is trash, though. Oh, yeah. That's a trash. It's it's garbage. But we're a Braves podcast, not on a college baseball podcast, so we can get into that at a different time. But yeah, Kyle Wright, I like him. Good righty. Um, showed out in 2020 in the postseason. Had a few rough spots last year, but I think he'll be a... Had a great weight. He also, pitched Kyle well And 2021. Versus the
1: Marlins, he pitched well, but against the Dodgers, he started that game where we gave up like 13 runs in the first inning.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he also had a great, like, 3-4 uh, Last any three starts. Last oh, yeah, pre-season. last
1: year, game four of the World Series, I was there. After Dylan Lee got pulled early, yeah, mm-hmm. he was he four and two-thirds, I believe. He was
0: electric. It was amazing yeah. to watch. Yeah, so Kyle Wright, fourth guy. And after that, I kind of like Kyle Muller. Ooh, I kind of forgot about Muller. Yeah, Ooh, another love lefty. Love the bulldozer? Yeah, either him or Tuck. They're both really Tuck good lefties. Yeah,
1: and different oh, yeah. like strategy
0: pitching as well, which yeah. is interesting. Because I feel like Muller has a little bit more of more heat right on his fastball, Bolo, higher yeah. velocity, and then you got Tuggers, more of an off-speed guy, change-up of curveball kind exactly. of dude. So, I mean, it all depends. I mean, who Oscar, I don't know, man. I mean, it's just hard to fit him in with all of these guys. And Strider, I see more of like a Josh Tomlin kind of vibe kind of come in, especially because he's Triad. a younger dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, not Josh Tomlin. He throws – 100 yeah, Josh Tomlin exactly. grew 90.
0: Yeah, I mean, so it's a target. Upgrade, yeah, upgraded Josh Tomlin, but yeah, like you said, like a long reliever can go two three innings, things like that.
1: Which you could also use Tucker or Wascar or whatever yeah, guy doesn't win it.
0: We're so deep, it's annoying.
1: I know you say we should sign more starters, but you look, we got four or five guys competing for two spots.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, though, how Brian, Snicker, and everybody, they all manage this entire pitching rotation. I know we all kind of dogged, I, on, dogged on him the way that last year, the way he used pitching, but got the job done in the postseason, so I mean, you can't complain. And I wonder if we'll start, sign some veteran who gets cut at the end of camp,
1: kind of like we did in 2018 with Anibal Sanchez, who went out and shoved. I mean, he started game two of the NLDS for us, even though he wasn't on our roster for a majority of spring training. Alex always like likes those type of moves and he's very savvy with them and I think there's definitely a possibility of him going out and getting some random guy, but then who, you know, who has good peripherals
0: and throws well. Yeah, I think it all depends on how we start out the season. I mean, if we start out a little weak, we might pick up a guy at the trade deadline. It all depends, I think, on how the first sixty games are or like seventy, eighty games to run the trade deadline until Alex yep. makes more moves. I think we're I think we're done for the offseason. I don't think we're making any big moves, especially with spring training coming to close.
1: Definitely not big moves, but you know to sign one of those you know guys who get cut because you know forty man crunch or well I guess with the twenty eight man rosters now for the April shouldn't be as much of a problem. That's another news. So some of you know kind of transition here. So we have some you know new news. Um, The man on second base and the mm-hmm. extra innings is coming back, I have, I don't like it, and we can get into that once we – We have the Shohei Otani rule, yep. which it used to be if you were a starting pitcher that was being used as hitting and you left the game, you would forfeit the DH. Now that doesn't happen. The starting pitcher can, like, transition into the DH, which only helps the Angels. So I'm sure if you're an AL West team, that kind of annoys you. And as well as rosters are going to be 28, man, 28 people to start the year for the first month. And then I'll go back to the standard 26 now. And they're going to get rid of the limit for 13 pitchers on a roster, at least for April. I don't know. Is there anything you're upset about,
0: Nin, or anything that you like? or what? Well, I know the Braves, at least in the beginning of the year, when you're kind of in our rough stretch, <laughs> uh, extra innings were not very kind to us, especially that man on second base. No. So, I mean, it's really like it's, there's a lot of strategy. I mean, a lot of teams just try to hit away. But mm-hmm. if you think about it, if you have a man on second base, if you execute, it's a guaranteed run. If you're the home team, I think you should definitely go with like the bunt and sack fly. But mm-hmm. if you're the away
1: team, you need to try to score as many as you can. I yeah. don't think you go for that one guaranteed while sacrificing
0: two outs. It definitely adds a little bit more strategy to the game, which is cool and everything. But And it does definitely help to keep the game moving on, moving a little faster, mm-hmm. which definitely needs to happen. Because he's yeah. kind of declining. And I saw this uh, earlier today. The games are a little over three hours, and there's about eight, 18 minutes of action in about an hour of t- in-between pitches, but so there's just nothing going on.
1: Yep, which I know this sounds bad for me to say, but I love you're getting more bang for your buck. When you buy that ticket, you get to get into the game two hours early, watch BP, and then you get you know, a long game. And obviously, if it's a long game, and your team's doing well, it's fun to watch, but I was at back at last year the doubleheader where the versus the um Diamondbacks for the Braves when they got one hit I was there and it was just miserable, but you know it's still baseball and you know what I can't complain about watching baseball and you know it's a great time, so I understand how younger fans which I know sounds weird because I'm young obviously and I get that some of them can't really connect the slow pace compared to you know a basketball which is basically the only football is kind of the same pace not to.
0: You know. Well, I, mean, I think that like baseball pitch by pitch, and it's a little different than football. Football, you have some more action packed plays and things like that. Yeah, but, but
1: I feel like there's also action in baseball if you know what to look
0: for. You know what I'm saying? If you're yeah, watching. I definitely, I definitely think the only people who watch baseball are people who play baseball or have played baseball or old white dudes.
1: I barely fall into any of those categories. I played baseball for like six years. That's it, but I still love it. You know? Yeah. I think you just have to have like, I don't know. There's it's something weird that some people love it, some people hate it. It's like yeah. Swancho. maybe you're born with something with it,
0: yeah, it'll be fun though because you'll see all these young players coming up like Tati Sakuni Soto, and Shohei. and they're all be this like electric atmosphere with all this like all these games and stuff in the dugout. You see like the swag chain, all these different <laughs> celebrations, the pearls those' you know, brought a bunch of people into Atlanta the pearls. I so, love the pearls, yeah. It'll, it'll be fun, you know, but I think reducing the time in, like, games, you know, that run yeah. on second base will definitely help reduce game time. So, I think it's yeah, a plot.
1: I think what I'd like is if it were to be regular extra innings for, like, the 10th and the 11th, and then in the 12th you started off with, you know, a guy on second, I think that might be a bit better, personally. But, you know, so you still do want some regular extra innings. And, like, this is not to – You know, I was listening to talking baseball, which is another great podcast. Um, But they, but John boy is talking about, you know, people will like click on to watch like, you know, a soccer game when it's a shootout or even like same thing with hockey, but no one will go click. No one will, I'll be, I won't say to someone, oh, look, there's the guy on second base. It's Mm -hmm. extra innings and no one's going to go and click and watch the game just because there's that guy on second base. So it doesn't have like the appeal or like, you know, it doesn't. People aren't interested in it, it seems like, and it's not really doing exactly what it wanted to do. I mean, it's limited games, which is better for players' health. But other mm-hmm. than that, it's not completely accomplishing what it wanted to.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. All right. So let's talk about the NL East as a whole. All right. I know the Mets and Phillies have made a lot of moves, Nationals, Marlins, a couple moves here and there. What are your opinions on? Okay, let's do a projected order. Like what do you think the final standings of the NLs will be? Um Braves, right? Yeah.
1: Braves are one. I'm going to say two are Mets. I think even though the Phillies do have good pitching, like I kind of forgot about like if you think about the Phillies pitching, you got Wheeler who is Cy Young really good, Aaron Nola whose FIP was way better than his ERA, Ranger Suarez, Kyle Gibson. Like those are four guys who could be all-stars. And I think they're kind of getting slept on a bit, but I still think the Mets edge them out with, you know, the star power that they have on that lineup, especially if they are able to re-sign, you know, guys like, um, if they get Conforto, the Mets could, because right now it looks like Conforto's going to sign like some, you know, one-year deal, which isn't, you know, what he wanted. But, and I still think Mets will end up second. And then you got Phillies, then Marlins, then
0: Nationals. I don't know. What do you think? Um. Yeah, I agree because uh, Mets' uh, pitching staff is considerably better than the Phillies. Offensively, yeah. I think they're pretty close. Honestly, uh, the Phillies may seem that they're better on it offensively, but you, their defense is just not good. At all. I mean, their defense is going to be as bad as it was last year, right? I mean, it's not like
1: Andrew McCutchen, who they replaced with, you know, can. Conf- I meant with um, who they replaced with Castellanos was some star defensive and then you know they'll slot in either Schwar- Schwarber into the dh so they'll be the same defensively as they were last year so I don't really know if it'll
0: change a ton I mean they'll still be pretty bad but uh like I said pitching Marlins i uh, sorry pitching Mets and Phillies uh Mets have the upper hand offensively pretty similar teams but pitching keeps you in game so I think I'm gonna give the upper hand the Mar- a Mets there
1: then yep, Phillies exactly
0: and then Marlins, the Nationals. Marlins, I think, can definitely disrupt the um, standings a little bit. Like apparently, uh, these past couple of years, right? If you think about it, whoever wins the East, whoever does better against the Marlins, so- yeah. Which
1: I, which I think you know, isn't great for baseball. Which is kind of why I like for um, starting next year, you'll have less divisional games. And you'll play every team in MLB, which I think you know that could be one of the focuses for MLB because no one's gonna tune in and be like. You know, no one's going to be like, oh, wow, the Marlins are beating the Phillies in the fourth inning. You know, ooh, we got to go watch that. Ooh, they're down in Florida at that great stadium with no fans. And I think it'll be way better to have, you know, at the end of the season. Because for some reason, it always feels like the Phillies play the Marlins a ton at the end of the season. And the Marlins always are, like, going out for revenge and everything. But, you know, to see them go play, you know, interleague and a ton of other teams that they wouldn't typically play. And I think that's
0: kind of what the rule change is targeted towards. And I think it should be helpful.
1: Yeah, just towards helping.
0: Totally agree because it feels like the Braves will always do very well against the Marlins, and then you have like the Mets and the Phillies who just can't find wins against them, and they always fall under. it, And that's what that's what always happens. I feel like at the end of the season, they're always disrupting and just giving the Braves that extra edge, especially these past couple of years to get in the playoffs. Yep,
1: and potentially one of the reasons you know why the um why the Braves do so well against them is because you know. We got that chip on our shoulder after Urania and Pablo. You know, especially if, I mean, once a year, one of their starting pitchers gets thrown out after the first inning. I mean, that can, especially because both the times have been like in early parts of series, that just messed up your pitching for the rest.
0: Yeah. You so remember, Pablo Lopez got thrown out in the first yep. inning after like two pitches? It was the first pitch. Really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Crazy. little yeah. something. It'll be fun though, to see Acuna coming back and playing the Marlins.
1: Yeah, he's that'll got- be good to or see. Or he's
0: smelled there too, so. Yeah, in Miami. Yeah. I don't know. I still wonder when,
1: you know, I hear these reports. Oh, he'll start in May. Oh, I don't I wonder when he'll come back. I mean, obviously we want to be cautious. It'll just be interesting to see, I think, when he will come back and return to the team. Because he looks ready. Now, obviously, the, all the clips that we've been seeing is no fielding or anything like that. It's just been him, you know, in the cages. But he looks ready. But I think we still have to be cautious. after to be kind of rushed back Soroka, and now we're kind of paying for that. So I think hopefully our training staff, George Poolis, always does a great job as our head trainer. You know, I think we should be fine, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't want to rush someone back, especially from an ACL tear. I know he's young; he should be pretty, pretty helpful yeah. when it comes to the healing process. But Acuna is a major part of this team. I think he should. He'll definitely be in the dugout. I think he, his just emotion, his presence. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be good for just the atmosphere in the stadium. But I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully he can get back to 100% and we can have him back as an MVP candidate. Mm -hmm. Dang. This is kind of a topic. St.
1: Peter's is coming back versus Purdue. It's a two-point game. I kind of want St. Peter's going to win. I'm not going to lie.
0: I know. I want St. Peter's to go all the way. It's it's insane. Change the title of the live to watching March Madness. (laughs) Oh, St. Right. Peter's is the lead.
1: Wait, hold up. My thing's very laggy. Yeah, I think St. Peter's is up. <laughs> this is insane. St. Peter's, man.
0: Just the underdog. The Peacocks. Just the like just
1: the, Braves. the yeah. Braves. Yeah, exactly like the Braves.
0: I mean, but, yeah, I mean, it was funny, though, to see, like, how in the postseason last year, how in every single series, the Braves were the underdog, and they just kept yo, winning. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had, like,
1: I mean, I wanna say, like, I knew we were gonna win it all from the beginning, but I had no idea. Right? You know, we you know, we wanna be confident and everything. But like I kinda felt like this was at least just for me personally. Once we beat the Dodgers, I like for some reason didn't even like get stressed about the whole Astros. I'm like, we beat the Dodgers, we're winning the World Series. For some reason I just kinda like weirdly forgot about the Astros and obviously, you know, it worked. We won. But you know, we played well in that series. Good series. Fun to watch.
0: Wish we'd clinched at home. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It was crazy because, like, the beginning of the year, we just couldn't win games. We were, like, under 500 for un- not for more than half of the season. There was that one stretch where we won 13, 13 straight games without winning two consecutive games. It was win-loss, win-loss, win-loss for 13 oh consecutive games. Oh, my gosh. Games. There was
1: also... This is even like more random. Um, there was a point where, um, so at the end of the Hawks season, like when they were in the playoffs, this is even weird of a streak. Every time the Braves won or lost, the Hawks won or lost, and that yep. went on for like two weeks. And eventually, sadly, it ended with both of them losing, which is not at all how I wanted it to end.
0: And the but, Hawks ended up losing to the Bucks, right? And that yep. kind of sent them home. Yeah, exactly. But hey. The Hawks have a, had a great run in the in the playoffs. Atlanta sports is looking pretty good other than the Falcons. Georgia side. sports. Hey, Georgia sports other than the Falcons. But sad to see Matt Ryan go a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a Packers fan, you know. <laughs> big Braves guy. He threw out a couple uh, ceremonial pitches. So, I mean.
1: What does that mean? Does that really mean you're a big Braves guy? Like, really? Not really.
0: Sorry. No. Oh, well. Bye, Matt Ryan. Yep. Anyway, well, thank you guys for tuning in today. Today's episode, wonderful having you guys on. Hope yep. you guys enjoyed. Remember to subscribe on YouTube, like, comment, follow us on Instagram on cha- Chop and Braves. Keep you up to date, especially with the season starting up. We'll have lineups, we'll have games, we'll have highlights, we'll have everything. Remember also to use code Chop and at c- for twenty dollars off. You'll get your twenty dollars discount for all the games you go to, concerts, events, anything like that. So we hope you guys enjoyed and go, go Braves! Yep. Alrighty.